Amazon has leadership principles that guide the organization and keep cohesive culture across hundreds of thousands of workers. When you're interviewing with Amazon, they're going to ask you about your leadership qualities to assess whether or not you line up with their principles. I'm going to talk through at a high level the 14 leadership principles today. On the Management Consulted website, we have an article that explains example interview questions that you could get for each one of these. And we also offer coaching to prepare for the Amazon Leadership Principles portion of the interview. Let's dive in. First, Amazon's number one core value, core leadership principle is customer obsession. I would imagine if I had the chance to sit down with Jeff Bezos, this would be one of the things that he would share as his core value for what made Amazon who it was, especially from the late 90s through the early 2000s. This is what brought about Prime, which was a largely misunderstood program that drove the cohesiveness that Amazon had to become a first practice area where somebody would go to order something. Customer obsession is part of what made Amazon who they are today. So they'll ask you what you think about in terms of customer obsession. Their core belief at Amazon is that leaders begin with the customers and work backwards. They work vigorously to earn and keep customer trust. Leaders pay attention to competitors, but customers first. Sometimes customers will tell us things that competitors aren't onto yet. How do you figure out whether somebody is customer obsessed? Well, think about telling a story about a time that you stayed up late to over deliver for a customer or a time that you completed something on time, even when three things attempted to derail you or when you started a process by listening to a customer and working backwards. There are many questions that they could ask to get to those stories, but start thinking about the stories that will tell how you are customer obsessed. Number two, ownership. Leaders are owners at Amazon. In such a large organization, if people begin to bureaucratically say, that's not my job, that's not my issue, that's not my problem, they might be right, but they still would be wrong in Amazon's view. Long-term leaders think beyond today, they don't sacrifice long-term value for short-term action or gain. And they act on behalf of the entire company, not just their own team. Words that don't come out of their mouth are, that's not my job. If it's Amazon's job, it's your job. And so the focus for you would be to tell a story here where a time that you recognized that something wasn't your job, you did anyway. In fact, even better would be a time when you recognize that something that wasn't your job needed to happen and you were the one to set in motion the issues that would make it happen on behalf of the team at large. Number three, invent and simplify. When we talk about two types of companies, we often say, are you Amazon or are you Apple? Are you Amazon or are you Apple? Now, Amazon has this radical culture of experimentation, and that's where you can see this in this leadership principle. Leaders at Amazon expect and require innovation and invention. If Amazon tomorrow is the same as Amazon today, it's one step behind where Amazon needs to be in the future. They always are looking for on their teams and finding ways to simplify things. So not adding complexity, but adding simplification. They're externally aware. 
They're looking for ideas from absolutely anywhere. It could come from space. It could come from math. It could come from creativity. Ideas should come from anywhere they can find them. And they're not limited by, uh, that's not the Amazon way, or that wasn't invented here. New things are acknowledged to accept that they may be misunderstood for a long period of time. For example, the Prime program that I mentioned earlier. When you're thinking about developing stories for inventing and simplifying, you can talk about both. How did you do something new inside your organization that needed to be done for long-term gain? How did you focus on things that were too complex unnecessarily, on making them simpler, more possible, and more accessible to the broader team and to customers? Tell stories that illustrate the way that you've done that. Number four, you are right a lot. Leaders are right a lot. This is one that you need to be able to strongly and clearly convey. You need to demonstrate that you have excellent judgment and good instincts. However, that you seek diverse perspectives and work to disconfirm both your deeply held beliefs that may be wrong or others. What does this mean? You're right a lot. This doesn't mean that you are in power and therefore right. This means that the people that are placed in power at Amazon are placed there because they have these excellent instincts and good judgment. When they are able to take a step back and look at something and say, the way that we've been doing that is not the way we should be doing it. We need to do it this way instead. That write a lot theme needs to come out in stories that you prepare. Talk about a time when before you had the data, you knew what the right answer was. Talk about a time when you listened to someone and you developed a solution that then meat came behind. Talk about a time when you recognized that out of the 90% of what you did, there was 2% that was not the key focus. Talk about a time that you recognize that out of the 100% of what you did, one thing was wrong, you worked to get diverse perspectives, and you looked to unconfirm your belief to shift toward the right focus. Talk about how you developed your judgment, and they will be very receptive. Number five, learn and be curious. Leaders are never done learning and always seek to improve themselves. They're curious about new possibilities, and they act to explore them. And I'm using some of the direct language there. What does it mean to learn and be curious? It means that you can tell me about things that you've read, about places that you've found something, about ideas that have come to you that are not from your core line of work. If you're an engineer, tell me about music. If you're somebody who is interested in data analysis, talk about history. What are some of the things that you're borrowing from? How are you learning? How are you developing? How are you finding new skills that you need to develop and focusing on those? Tell me a story about how you learned and something that you were curious about. Number six, hire and develop the best. Leaders raise the performance bar with every hire and promotion. What this means is that you don't hire people that are worse than you. You hire people that you believe are better than you, potential successors, even potential overcomers, people that could take your job. You recognize exceptional talent and you willingly promote, mentor, and move that talent throughout the organization, upward and onward. You give them up from your team when the time is right. Leaders develop leaders and take their role seriously when they're coaching other people. They also work on behalf of people to invent mechanisms for development. And one of the concepts that Amazon has that you should look up and be familiar with is something called career choice. 
What does this mean? You need to come in with a story about a time that you brought on someone exceptional to your team, about a time that you mentored and advocated for them, and about a time that you let them go. It's really important that you can walk through the full life cycle of developing exceptional talent and show that you're not you-focused, but organizationally focused. We'll be right back after this quick message. Preparing for a case interview? Purchase an interview prep package today. Over the course of four, eight, or 20 hours, you choose, your coach will assess your gaps, build you a personalized plan, and help you see it through to execution. No matter your background, timeline, or target firms, your coach will help you get ready for any interview you face. Click the link in the show notes to see our coach's bios, availability, and to get started today. Number seven, insist on the highest standards. Leaders have high standards that are relentless. Sometimes people think of them as inaccessible, impossible. Leaders do that on purpose to raise the bar for people that when stretching achieve greatness. What does this lead to? High quality services, high quality products, and to get there, high quality processes. I visited an Amazon facility that was fully automated robotically in northern New Jersey. It was a remarkable, remarkable place. I have never seen anything like it in my life. Amazon started with a customer. How do we get something to them in two days or less? And they worked backward to develop processes such as robotic capabilities to enable them to process hundreds of thousands of orders in a given day. It's a remarkable thing. And this high standard is one of the reasons that that facility is like nothing I've ever seen on the earth. Leaders also ensure that defects don't get passed on. It's not a like, oh, you know, 70% is good enough. No, no, no. We found a problem. We fix it. We found a problem. We fix it. What stories do you tell to explain that you insist on the highest standards? Well, talk about a time when you found a problem and you fixed it. Talk about a time when you recognize that your team was at their already plateaued max performance and you knew that they could go higher. So you changed the game, raised the bar, and took them further. Get ready to tell stories about how you maximized the advancement of what a team was doing. Number eight, think big. If you think small, you'll fulfill your prophecy. If you think big, you will achieve most, if not all, and maybe even more of what you set out to achieve. Leaders create and they communicate a bold direction and it inspires results inside their team. They think differently, superhuman almost, and look around corners for ways to serve customers. Thinking big. What are the big dramatic changes problem solving, and opportunities to change the way that the organization works. They're going to look for a time when you thought bigger than what your company or organization was doing. They're going to look for a time when you thought bigger than what your business school or your other experience that you've come from was doing. They're going to look for a time that you sought out transformation, but that the size of it was bigger and hairier than you alone were able to accomplish. Be prepared to tell those stories. Number nine, a bias for action. I love this one because we do advanced training on concepts like storytelling, the pyramid principle, and presentations. What's the focus? 
Most presentations are information oriented and people are not persuaded or engaged by information. Rather, speed matters in business. Speed matters when you're connecting with people. Speed matters when you're remote. Speed matters in every different situation. So being able to have decisions be focused on not for the information that supports them, but the action necessary to take is a bias for Amazon. You may know about the Amazon memo rules, that Amazon memos need to be one to at the most two to three pages, that they need to be read at the beginning of meetings. So the beginning of meetings are held as silent times for people to read and digest the information. And the purpose is action. So instead of talking about now we have information, what should we do? The memos actually focus themselves on what should be done. Calculated risk-taking is valuable. So a bias for action, what stories do you prepare? Talk about a time that you cut through the noise, you stopped paralysis by analysis, and you identified what action or actions you could take, and then did the analysis appropriately to get to the right action quickly. Talk about speed, talk about action orientation. Number 10, frugality. This is an important and powerful one. To borrow from someone outside of the Amazon universe, Walmart is historically famous for having their executives share hotel rooms with one another in order to save money when on the road. Now, that's not necessarily a common practice at Amazon itself, but the core focus is just accomplish more with less. Constraints breed resourcefulness, self-sufficiency, and invention. If you grow your headcount, if you grow your budget and you grow your fixed expense and it doesn't correspond to an outsized return for the company, you did something poorly. What you'll see, however, is that in contrast, Amazon does spend. It's not the principle of not spending. It's the principle of not spending unnecessarily. Bigger budgets don't mean bigger importance inside the Amazon universe. So talk about that. Talk about a way that you figured out how to get done more with less how you identified a budget that was bloated, how you figured out an opportunity to cut down situations into what the future should hold. And it wasn't what everybody expected. Up and to the right in terms of spend is not always the right solution. Talk about that. Number 11 is earn trust. What do leaders do? They listen to earn trust. They also speak openly, candidly, and directly to earn trust. And they treat others with respect. So they maintain trust. What does it mean? They gain the ear of their people, they share openly, and they retain the trust. In addition, leaders share their own criticism about themselves. Rather than demonstrating how they're perfect, they talk about how they're growing. If it is awkward or embarrassing, they own it openly. In addition, they benchmark themselves and their teams not against the worst to make themselves look good, but against the best. So earning trust, how did you do that with an organization? Talk about a dire situation. How to talk about a client that was unhappy and how you earned their trust. Talk about a new team that you were brought in to work with and how they were biased to disagree with you. Talk about how you earned their trust. The more severe the situation, the more powerful the story. Number 12, dive deep. Leaders do not remain in an ivory tower. They don't think just about the big picture. They go all the way down into the data and where the solutions happen. They stay connected to the details. They audit the practices frequently, and they are skeptical if the story does not match the data. 
If the data and the story don't match, they can sense that and they can figure out what's wrong by not just outsourcing the solutions, but sitting down, diving deep and going all the way into the issues. Talk about a time that you were promoted and you had to focus on a situation, a different focus, have a bigger scope of your responsibility and how you delegated. But then when you found a problem, how you not micromanaged, but engaged with the issue, figured out what the problem was, and then brought the solution to bear. Make sure that you focus on that emphasis on being able to dive deep without micromanaging. Number 13, have backbone, disagree, and commit. Leaders are obligated to respectfully challenge decisions. One of the things that I learned at Columbia Business School in the initial days of my leadership training was about the challenger explosion. Did you know that the challenger explosion was predicted by some very low level engineers inside the organization? And they said that they believed that one problem inside the challenger were the capacity of the O-rings to withstand pressure. Uh, we did an exercise that masked the exact situation, but talked about the same decision-making process. And uh, death was on the line, and, and ultimately it led to that, tragically so. Um, if you disagree, you need to bring your voice to the table. However, that conviction and the tenacity with a disagreement must end once the decision is determined. You need to commit and get on board. And that transition is incredibly valuable, but really rare. Explain that. Talk about a time when you thought that an organization was going in the wrong way, when you commented on it, brought the data about it, and vehemently believed in it. But when the decision didn't go your way, you committed to what was decided anyhow. Explain what that looks like. For those of you in the military, you probably have a lot of really excellent examples of that. Finally, and number 14, deliver results. Leaders focus on the key inputs for their business. They deliver them with the right quality and in a timely fashion. So they have the bias for action, but not just all action, actual results. So not just doing something, but doing the right things that lead to the right outcomes. When there are setbacks, they rise to the occasion and they do not settle. When you're focusing on delivering results, talk about a time that you identified what needed to happen, faced a setback, got it done anyhow, and focus on the fact that the results were not just doing something, but doing the right thing. In conclusion, the Amazon leadership principles are core leadership principles that you can prepare stories for that will guide you through almost any interview. If you're interested in getting help with a fit interview process, we would love to help you. We can guide you through the Amazon leadership principles and other fit interview answers that will help you ace your interviews.